Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Um, thank you for joining me. Welcome back. We were on a little bit of a hiatus. Um, last week, I wasn't able to record the podcast. Um, I usually record on Mondays, and I was really kind of blown away Um and just kind of startled by the passing of Nipsey Hussle. If you are unfamiliar, which at this point I'm not sure who is, but Nipsey Hussle um, was a hip-hop artist from Los Angeles, and he had come up, he'd been coming up in hip-hop for probably the last decade or so. He most recently, last year in February, released his first actual um, studio album, Victory Lap. Um, I had become familiar with Nipsey Hussle from a little ways before the Victory Lap album, um, hearing some of his music on title, I was familiar with him because he was dating um, Lauren London, and I was familiar with him because I had heard about his um, his kind of buy back the community um, methodology from maybe about three years ago. So I'd been kind of looking into him, following him on social media, see the, seeing the things that he had been up to and doing, and I was very inspired by. And at the attitude in which he was taking and how he had made this business model for which he had already made so much money long before he had even released a studio album. So while his focus was music, um, he had, well, along with his family, had invested in his own neighborhood where he grew up, where he had been part of a gang, where he had sold drugs, where he had hustled. Um, began investing back in that community and not just financially investing back whereas to make money but also to bring jobs and opportunities to people in the neighborhood. Um, I had followed the journey of him opening the marathon and his branding of the marathon company, the marathon logo, the brand. Um, There's a marathon agency, the collaborations that he's done with um, major brands, all, again, before he had even released Victory Lap, which, by the way, was a really good quality hip-hop album. Um, I think I've told you guys this many times, I am a really big hip-hop head. And so um, I was really, um, really into Victory Lap. I was rooting for it um, when it was Grammy-nominated this year. Um, And although it didn't win um, Invasion of Privacy by Cardi B won, I was really excited for that moment for him um, just because I thought, you know, it was a good time for someone like him to be getting recognition. I mean, putting a lot of work and he had put forth a quality album. And also his messaging, if you listen to his album, he has a lot of really good quality messages, um, a real deep spiritual level connection, and um, really empowering about what we should do as a people. Um, he's of Eritrean descent. His father is a um, is Eritrean, and he was born here. And he had a lot, a deep connection to his homeland and 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 what the me- the messaging and things that he had received from that culture. So. Um, I didn't, I hadn't had all my thoughts together by Monday. He had passed away on Sunday. Um, and it was really hard for me because I, you know, I was around through the Biggie Tupac murders. I had been, you know, I was 16, 17 years old at that time. It was very hard then. Um, and in this instance, we had moved so far past that type of thing. At least I, I thought, and, um, the tragedy of it all, he's a father, he was, you know, a partner, he was a, you know, a husband, I mean, a brother, a son, you know, all those things that, that are really, you know, very important in a, in a family, but he was also the center of a very big movement in hip hop and, um, embraced by many of those who are elders in the community, Jay-Z, um, to be exact, who were really wanting to encourage and have his, his method and his, his kind of ministry for lack of a better term to be put forth ahead as the model for how young people coming up in this game can really 
take their wealth that they want to build off of this artistry and really take it to build back their communities. You know, the sad shame of it all is that he lost his life in the very exact spot for which he had began to invest back. He owned that strip mall where he was murdered. Um, he had just bought it. His Him and his family had just brought that bought it from the owners who were reluctant to sell for many, many years to them. They now own that strip mall, and that is the place where he lost his life. So there's a tragic irony to it all, uh, a tragic irony to the messaging that he was putting forth about being able to be back in your communities and for him to then be in his community and murdered it like that is just horrific. And I think what it brings to light um, which was very fortunate is that his life was beyond music. Again, I was a fan of his music, but um, what I see that's being highlighted is all of the work that he was doing in his community and all of the um, financial investments that he was making and putting his money back in to his community and encouraging those around him to do the same. And many people in his neighborhood who he did employ were people who he made partners and, and, and he opened up, you know, different businesses and employed felons, people who would have trouble otherwise getting work and, you know, really kind of doing this thing that will build back up this community. And what he mentioned in one of his interviews is that they're going to be putting a new train system. Um, a new, they're going to extend the train system that's going to allow a train to come out to the area of South Central Los Angeles where he's from which is going to highly increase the value, the property value of that area. And that's all leading up to the new stadium that they're going to build in Los Angeles, which will be closer to his area. And that is just the start of gentrification that will come. And so he and his family, they had the foresight to know, let's buy this stuff up now while it's still cheap so that we can own it and have it. And, and that way the neighborhood can't be taken from us at the time when it becomes valuable to everyone else. And that was smart business that he was doing in his own community you know people will leave the community look back and just and you know look at it maybe put some money into it but not stay there and there's an argument to be made at this point of whether or not that you know is beneficial unfortunately because his life his his very great and prolific life ended in such a, a such a horrible fashion um, but it really is important that the messaging is out there about what he was doing. And I'm so happy that there's nothing negative on his name. Everything is positive And they're talking about the valuable things that he did in the community. And I hope that it inspires others to do that type of those type of financial investments. He talked about very openly about not investing in things that that will depreciate. He was saying this almost 10 years ago before he was the, the rapper the 33 year old, you know, adult rapper that he, that he, you know, was when he passed away, he was saying that 10 years ago when he was in his early twenties, just coming up saying, Hey, I don't want to just have material things that will depreciate. He's like, yeah, you got to have that for the imagery, but we got to have things and we have to invest. And he was talking then about investing in real estate and buying property and things that will appreciate. And, and so a smart young man, um, then a, a smart adult man as he was when he passed away and very, um, very interested in looking towards the future. And, and, he, and he was always very open about saying that you want your, yourself and your legacy to last beyond you. And I think that that's a big part of finances when you want to invest your money, when you want to be someone who can live on long past when you are there to do the service of the work. So if his value is or his financial ability to take care of his family was only based on being able to make music his and his family's you know livelihood would be over because he cannot make music anymore because unfortunately he's gone and so if if what we were doing now 
if what he's what he had done to really set his family up is that he's not here any longer. And I know that the plan for that family was not that this 33 year old young man would be gone. But the investments, the business, the model, that stuff can continue. And it can continue and continue, and his legacy will be greater than the music that he made and be able to um, take care of him, him, his his family, he has two children, a legacy that can live on, and I hope that it does. And I want it to be something that inspired all of us. And I was particularly moved by it, um, given the whole idea of financial emancipation. It is a desire for freedom. It is a freedom that you get when you can take the resources that you have and, and make them grow to secure your family's freedom. That is what we're talking about. That is the emancipation, getting free in the essence or way in which no one can take that back from you. No one can ever back, put you back in bondage. No one can ever enslave you with the, with the resources. Again, you are free. It is a, <clears throat> it is a magical thing. It is a monumental thing to see a young black man who came from being a gangbanger and came from the gang culture of Los Angeles to, to stay in that community, encourage other young brothers who was of that same um, culture and community to become business owners and, 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 and legit bosses. You know, come about the drug culture, come about the gang culture, come about the criminal culture and make that money legitimately in ways that will keep making money for your family. You know, the story is that he was at that store that day to get some clothes. It's a, he has a clothing store to get clothes for one of his friends who was coming home from a 20 something year bed so that the, fr the friend could be fresh when he goes to see his family. You know, that's the type of dude you're talking about. And that's the kind of person who was killed and taken away. But that doesn't end the legacy. And his, his whole brand was about the marathon. And that means the marathon continues. You know, you the race continues. You don't stop because he's gone. You continue with the idea that, you know, you're going to get get us, get your people free. You got to make money and put it back in your community and make sure that your people can get free. And in any way, if any of you, for myself, can be motivated to do that within our own communities, you know, we could all be a Nipsey hustle to our own communities. And if we all are doing that, if we all are motivated to push to push beyond our own selfish desires to escape, and really sit back and want to bring and invest and bring up our own people, our own communities, then we can all be free. And financial freedom is our only hope, to quote, to quote Jay-Z, it's our only hope. And if we're going to get free, we all got to get free. Because any, any of us left enslaved means we all still enslaved. So I just wanted to touch on that today with this week's episode. You know, it's, an, it's a hard thing for me. To see a, a young man cut down in the prime of his life like that, to watch what it, what it will be for his family as a two year old son and a ten year old daughter, you know he that there's a lot there that you know will be unpacked for that family, you know, and in, in, in the months and years to come. But I just hope that the legacy that he put forth, um, not only as an artist and a musician and a performer, but also as a businessman, an entrepreneur, and someone who was giving back to his community. You know, a big thing that he did was he had, you know, he was working on repaving. He had already done a few repaving the basketball courts in his neighborhood, making them safe spaces for the kids to go. He had invested in co-work spaces so that people that are in this community can find a place with a computer and a and, and Wi-Fi where they can go and try to do work, work on business plans, do things like that. That's an investment back into our community that's not being made. And so, it's an example. And South Central Los Angeles is among one of those worst kind of neighborhoods, right? Where we where where many of us come from. But there are there's places like that all over. And there's places where we can all attempt 
to make that type of investment in, in, in one way, shape, or form, to invest in our young people, invest in our, 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 our neighborhoods, our infrastructure, and not just let it all slip away. So, you know, rest in peace to the great Nipsey the Great, rest in peace to Nipsey Hustle, and, and prayers to that whole family, prayers to the hip-hop community because it's wounded, prayers to the black community because it's hurt like, once again by senseless violence, and where someone who really had something of extreme value to offer was taken down without the mission essentially being completed and we can't question timing because it is what it is but you wonder and you say well what was the lesson that we're supposed to learn from this and a lot of it I think is tied to our financial freedom and that's why I want to talk about it today on the podcast it really is an idea that we can get free we just got to be willing to run the marathon so shouts to Nipsey shouts to all the people who are hurting by this and and I hope that we are learning take this opportunity to learn that again, financial freedom is our only hope and it'll get us where we need to be. So thank you for listening today. I apologize. I'm, I sound congested. I have a cold. I was also struggling with that. And um, I'm going to actually do a second episode this week. I just wanted to start off this week and kind of honor Nipsey, honor his legacy and also what he, his legacy and his life will bring to us, hopefully as a message for our financial freedom. So thanks again for listening today, and I hope you'll be back as we continue to discuss the ways in which we can walk towards our financial freedom. Thank you. Have a great day.